0: Hello and welcome to another special edition of the Offside Musings podcast. Uh, we regret that we were, we were not able to come to you last week uh, because I was actually traveling and I was out of the country. Uh, but we're delighted to be back. And on um, behalf of my co-host Emeko Nyawa, it's such a pleasure to welcome you. In today's special episode, we're going to be looking of what I consider the quickly unraveling candidacy or campaign of the APC presidential candidate, former Governor Ahmed Bola Tinubu. Tinubu has had a series of what I, I will call disasters for his campaign, beginning with the loss of his candidate, his party's candidate, in the Oshun State. Governorship election. Uh, The embarrassing episode where the APC masks a few funny men uh, with the tuggers of bishops and pastors to lend credibility to the Muslim Muslim ticket that Tinubu has decided to adopt. And there is also the fact that Tinubu's age continues to show him to be rather in poor health. So we welcome you to this episode where we're going to look at these and a series of other developments. I will suggest that perhaps Tinubu's campaign to be the president of Nigeria is bound to be doomed. Welcome.
1: People, my people. (laughs)
0: I hope you're not turning to a roachers. Ah. <laughs> roachers Maybe Ro- roachers turned into me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. So, um, yeah. So we uh, we we didn't uh, do a show last week. Um, yeah,
1: you were out to uh, Europe. Was, the King Prize. I, I
0: was in Portugal uh, with my wife, uh, celebrating 30 years of marriage to an amazing woman. I want to be like you. Uh, you will be. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and then from uh, from Portugal, I um, and by the way, um, in Portugal, my wife and I spent a few days in Fatima, mm-hmm. and then we went to Lagos, they call it. But uh, a lot of Nigerians don't know that the Portuguese actually named the city of Lagos, uh, Nigeria. We call it Lagos. It's a same spelling, but in Portugal, they call it, Lagos, and so um, an amazing uh, coastal uh, city, and uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful time, and then from there, we uh, (coughs) went uh, to London, where I chaired the um, 2022 uh, uh, panel of judges for the uh, King Prize in African Writing, um, which gives... Uh, Ten thousand pounds to the winning short story by an African writer, a writer of African descent, and uh, this year, um, a stunningly gifted Kenyan writer, Itza uh, Luhumio, uh won the prize this year. Yeah, so it was it was such amazing. <laughs> it was a delight for me um, to be part of that process. Uh, but that's not what we're
1: I mean it's good to hear about that. That's some positive um I mean thirty years of marriage, Lagos, Lagos. I mean they corrupted the coup and called it Lagos and yes. now we corrupted Lagos back. Lagos. Lago- we corrupted Lagos and we now call it Lagos. <laughs> yes. You know, see what happens. And you know, the King Prize was was very positive to to hear. Yeah. Um I mean obviously it pills in comparison to to some of the things happening out here, but but I mean the things happening in Nigeria I could give that Iran for his money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and I tell you something. I mean, uh, throughout our stay in Portugal, I couldn't I couldn't start I couldn't help thinking about Nigeria because here you have a country of ten million people. Okay, so at the time that Portugal went around the world conquering. Massive populations of people. There were roughly a million people. That's all they were. So today, Portugal has a population of 10 million people. It's a relatively small country. Uh, my wife and I rented a car, so we drove... Um, in fact, we arrived in Lisbon, the capital, uh, just after 1 a.m., and we picked up a rental car at the airport and uh, drove to Fatima. Um, and then after a couple of days, we drove to to Lagos, um, where we stayed a few more days um, and went to, um, you know, visited some nearby coastal beach um, cities like Potomayo, Portima- they call it. Um, and we... Uh, it, it was... I kept thinking that this is not a wealthy country. Okay? But this is a country uh, where everything works. Okay? Their roads, I remarked to my wife, uh, were better than American roads. Of course, uh, their facilities were world class. You know? Um, They... You don't find the same kind of wealth of ostentation as you find in wealthy circles in America. But, and of course, you know, we talked to a few um, a few people, you know, who are not uh, who are just workers. And uh, uh, the guy at the hotel at the front desk of the first hotel we stayed in. Told us that he has to hold down two jobs in order to pay all his bills, but he has a family and they go to school, and he's able to meet his needs. In Nigeria, that's not possible. You know, um, if you work at the front desk of a hotel in Nigeria, mm. the likelihood is that you you can't have a car, you can't have a home. At least uh, not on your salary, uh, precise. Not on your salary, precise. Oh, salaries if you have multiple and, jobs. And um, and so just the fact that you have a country that works, okay, um, a country. Um, for example, we went on a uh, on a boat tour um, on the Atlantic Ocean. It's amazing, and I'm, I'm going to share around. pictures in a day or two on Facebook and so on. Um. And on the phone, you could book your tickets, or you could go online and book your tickets and pay. And we showed up. Uh, we were told, you know, to show up at 11 a.m. for the boat tour. But to come 15 minutes before, we came 15 minutes exactly at 11, they left. And you have hundreds of people who offer such boat tours. And each person, each boat, our boat had two men in it. You know, one was um, steering the boat. The other one was giving us a history of the place. And you see somebody who is not a historian, but he gave you a historian's grasp of the history of the town and of the history of Portugal, you know. And we went to museums and... Uh, in churches, for example, a church that has been there since the 1600s, and you went there, and it's well preserved, and you know, again, the uh, staff at the at the at the gallery at the museum, sorry, could explain what was happening. Could it, you know, look at the mosaic, look at murals, look at uh, statues, and so on, and speak authoritatively about them and about their provenance, about their meaning, and so on and so forth. And you, it's, so, you know, um, what struck me was that there is a, a huge gap in our country. There is so much that we sh- can and should be doing in Nigeria, which we're, not, which we're not doing. So, you know, but Portugal would take a whole show, but today the show is senator, ex-governor, Ahmed, Bola, Tinubu. And what I consider uh, the unraveling of his presidential campaign, maybe people are not seeing it yet. I know that I have a friend who believes that uh, Tinubu is in as Nigeria's president, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be a disaster with Tinubu as a president. Um, Tinubu has had, uh, uh, if, if we consider, uh, in a rather detached and objective way, the path that Tinubu, Tinubu has taken so far in his quest to be president It is not enviable at all. First of all, he started by saying he was consulting. Okay? And who does he consult? He goes to the likes of Babangida, you know, the people who have wrecked Nigeria. You don't consult those people if you want to build a, a country. You speak directly to the Nigerian people. And you give them a sense that you recognize that Nigeria has missed its path for a long time, and then you sell them the vision that you are the person who will write the ship of state. Okay, um, but Tinubu went on, you know, meeting traditional rulers who, in a lot of ways, are a hindrance and an encumbrance on the achievement of the country's. Promise, and then he's you know so again stops at the homes of some of the uh, some of the clowns really who have wrecked the country. And then ultimately, when he declared his um, candidacy, you had the sense of entitlement that you know he had a sense of entitlement, culminating in that insolent performance. In Abiyokuta, where he insulted, basically, Buhari insulted Chubor uh, Kadibo, insulted, you know, like, okay, everybody, Buhari had run with, uh, you know, two or three Bo people in the past, and they couldn't make him president, and I, Tinubu, made him president, and he basically dismissed the governor of Ugun State as a boy, he, he couldn't have been there without me. You know, so it's a, a God complex. And what I've heard from a few of my Yoruba friends is that the Yoruba um, have a kind of suspicion of anybody who arrogates the God complex to him or herself. Okay? Um, Awo is somebody that the Yoruba have an almost um, a kind of. Um, Almost godlike devotion. Okay, too, but I earned it. Okay, he's he was stellar in providing uh, free education, free healthcare, in building infrastructure in uh, in 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 the western region of the country. Tinubu has not earned anything. If anything, Tinubu has become a buccaneer and a parasite and has made the southwest of Nigeria into a food basket for himself. He has produced nothing. Okay? So so I have a couple of uh, friends, uh, Yoruba friends. I just spoke with one in London who is really plugged in and who knows Tinubu on a personal basis and he told me that Tinubu has lost it. And he said that what happened to the APC candidate, which maybe is where we should start. Oh, yeah. Where where Ademola Adeleke, the candidate of the PDP, defeated the sitting governor supported by Bola Tinubu. Okay? Um, I think that is the first sort of the opening salvo by uh by the southwest to Tinubu that your game is up. And um uh y- you know uh, we both of us have seen the video where he was leaving telling it out of uh, Oshun State by night <laughs> and uh and he happened to run into Atiku. And Atiku was saying, you know, they're chasing you, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Um, And it's metaphorically a chasing out of Tinubu because when he stood in Abiyokuta and said, yeah, it's my turn, you know. No, Nigeria does not owe you the presidency. If you have something to offer to Nigeria and to Nigerians, Nigerians have, have suffered, you know, we've taken a country that should be one of the most remarkable countries in the world and we've turned it into into a tragic story. And so Nigerians are yearning for um, for a long overdue
1: any for savior? Yeah, you
0: know, and and of course, you know, the whole savior thing is a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, we're not going to have a savior. There's no savior around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all going to save ourselves collectively. Nigerians have collaborated in the destruction of their country. They must work together if we're going to have that country. And I've, again, I've maintained that Nigeria is not an inevitable secret space. It's not. But if we're going to continue to have Nigeria, and if we're going to save it, and we're going to make it live up to the promise uh, that still exists within it, it's going to take the collective effort of Nigerians. It's not going to take one person. And that's why I say that the whole idea of the magic man is 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 nonsensical. I don't know what your
1: take Yeah, I was just uh I mean you went on a little bit, but I was just like, you know, um listening to uh you know the 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 uh, chronicling the opening salvo of this this um era of Tinubu Cos I mean obviously he came in uh, back in ninety nine, uh Bobo Chicago, according to some that used to be his nickname in Chicago, he was on exile. He had some stellar um, rec- um, re- um, reviews uh, by even none, none less than Wale Shireen. I remember the. I watched that speech again. where I've forgotten what the function was where he was talking about how Tinubu was very um, was a, a real soldier during the Nadeko struggle, and how they had run away to this thing, and how they had come back, and even when he came back. This was Shuinka uh, talking. Um, he didn't his house was 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 torn down and he had to rebuild the large parts of his house he didn't have where to stay and you know Tinubu's wife um, who he has made a or to, uh, sent to now, to sent um, um you know um, cooking utensils and all that. These were stellar reviews of people who felt uh, at the time. I'm pretty sure. Showing <laughs> doesn't have, I haven't, I haven't listed to his current views on, in the last 10 years of, of Tinubu, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't even want to see the cat water. I'm pretty sure he'll it, be very interested to hear what he thinks now. But, um, you know, that was the Tinubu of Den. The Tinubu of Den comes in. um So much um discrepancies in, in his everything. His name, where he's from. Did he go to school in Chicago? You can't, you won't even pronounce it. Quish school. quish Quish school, school I, I, yeah. I always say this thing about all these guys that were like, they went to this school, whether it was, um, was it Gali Nagba? Was it, was it Nagba? Sorry, was it the first speaker at University yeah, of go, Toronto? Who said it Salisu Buhari. Yeah. Salisu, was it Salisu, right? Yes yes, yes. 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 So I always say this thing about all these people, right? Mm-hmm. The Constitution says <laughs> all you need is a school living certificate, mm-hmm. GEDH in America. Um, you know ssc you know you don't necessarily you don't have to have go to university of toronto or chicago <laughs> or <whatever. laughs> all you have to do is produce um all you have to do is produce that um uh, uh, you know ssc result that's all you have to do that's you, you know pretty much it but for some reason even to produce the ssc result in Tinubu's case and many others they are, in a, they are un, unable to produce it. nothing zero you know whether they're hiding their age or their real this thing or whatever it is like you can literally right, even if you're hiding all these things age location you can go swear on an affidavit mm. mm-hmm. and then go and write in USSC
0: that you want
1: you don't have mm-hmm. to go down this. if you know if you can't produce this you know Chicago or Toronto or wherever it is, Yes, have to produce SSC, that's all. <laughs> it's not that difficult. You could just go and write a new one and, and you know, you know, produce one, and that's it's not and have all those your your new name there. That's what you want. Uh, but somehow, somewhere, all these um men and individuals are unable to ever produce these things. And you see, Tinubu, all those things go on and on and on. Um, you know, he he. he He started off as a populist, in a way, you know, challenging the constitution, the ninety fraudulent ninety-nine constitution, in terms of the local government allocations, which uh, Obasanjo then withholds Lagos state allocations for the eight years he was in office and all that. Um, You'd see that with Tinubu, right? Um, And you you get to find out at the end of the day, this is a man that just made Lagos state his personal property. Not Uh, just
0: Lagos, Lagos state; he actually went beyond Lagos state. Because what Tinubu did essentially is to carve out the southwest as his fifth yeah. and begins to he began to put in the governors and so on, and uh, to reap uh, financial benefit from uh, from from those states. Um, yeah, you know, w- the truth is that there is a moment when Tinubu, uh, as a politician. Was was an articulate politician, could express himself right, but the Tinubu we have today has nothing going for him. You know, the man is the Tinubu that we that we have today is um, somebody who who thinks is um <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so the Tinubu we have today is um, sort of. Pretends to be uh, an hour, right? But but he's not of the sort. And what happened in our Shun State where Governor Boyega Oyetola, uh, the incumbent governor, lost by close to thirty thousand votes to a man, Ademola uh, Adeleke. Uh, who is most famous for dancing? <laughs> 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 you know, uh, who is most you know well known? Who is most well known for uh, for being a party animal of sorts? Yeah, and, it's and it's he 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 really humiliates Tinubu's candidate, wins seventeen out of uh, thirty um, local governments, uh, so it's a decisive victory. And um, and so that this defeat of the APC comes at a time when Tinobu has just clinched the uh, presidential ticket of the APC does not bode well uh, for his candidacy and does not bode well for how the Yoruba see him. So that now you have a situation where the PDP can almost claim that by the time of the 2023 presidential elections, they would have a 50-50 split of power with the APC in the southwest. And you have a situation where I don't think that um, Ogun State, where the current vice president of Simbanjo, comes comes from uh, that the governor and the Shibanja, uh who were both basically humiliated by Tinubu are going to be particularly enthusiastic about working for his candidacy. Um, so that's that's one one issue. I don't know how you how you look at
1: it. Yeah, I mean um, the. I mean, uh, you you could uh, there are ways to read all these things into it, um, but at the same time, I don't hit it too far because at the same time, it's still a PDP person that won. However, um, I mean, the candidate is somebody who people can um, relate to, mm-hmm. um, you know, in terms of um, the the image the delicate family has. Um, you know, it's a guy who. Exactly. He actually did what um you know, he, he ran and he brought out his school sets too, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he did exactly what all this guy should do. He brought out his school sets when um you know, people said he hadn't completed a, a degree and yeah. all that. He brought out his school set and then became a senator yeah. the first time. And he right. ran the last time he he lost. Mm-hmm. Um he came back here and finished whatever college credits he had left. Mm-hmm. Um in Jackson State. You know, mm-hmm. he started at, at, actually out, out here in New York if I'm not wrong. Before they moved out to Atlanta, and um, he went there this time around. And like you said, he's more known to be a party animal, uh, absolute massive guy mm-hmm. that you know wants to show his fitness in weight. <laughs> you, <know, laughs> you, know? you know that he can be a beast,
0: <laughs> and yet <laughs> me, be me. nimble on the dance floor. Yeah,
1: so yeah. He, he goes out there and hits the ground and appeals to actually, you know, like it or not, even though he's a PDP. It did appeal to people. Um, yeah. You watch his speech after the his his the whole theatrics, even from the moment he was being announced. The, the videos he brings out all the stops. His nephew, um, uh, um, uh, david Doe, you know they all come there, and as it does another thing, his nephew even comes out for him, which is to me, it's career is detrimental to his career. No matter who, no matter what happens, I don't see his his uncle doing lifting people the way they would want. But there I, I think you know if if for a lot of them, if like, just like you said, Yoruba's don't like to generally speaking, um, from a spiritual standpoint, they don't like to abrogate anybody abrogating godlike status to themselves. So even though our is looked at as almost as a godlike status stat, in his stature. Our himself, you wouldn't find our himself um going out to uh uh you know, yeah take that that mantle. Yeah. It's yeah. like in sports where um for instance if I use my I, I always use my analogies, if you think of a Michael Jordan, there's nowhere where Michael Jordan comes out to tell you he's the greatest. Yeah. Never does. In his mind, he does believe and he will tell you that stepping on the course is willing to smoke anybody to yes. use sports terms. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to they've asked him those questions like look, he can't come out and say he's greater than the people that came before him because yeah. he never got to play them. You know, but if you stepped on the court with him from a competitive standpoint, he would win. I will had that arrogance that from mm-hmm. a c- competitive standpoint. Yeah, if you gave him the opportunity, he was going to do what he, was he took to be
0: the best candidate. Yeah, and you know,
1: even though in his life he had um, so many questions, which is not part of this podcast, in terms of um, his standing prior to the Civil War uh, operating where tier in '64, how he comes out of Calabar, what he was supposed to do. Was he responsible for uh, the start? which, you know, as he, he did, he just implement with the Europas would say the starvation policies against the Igbos and always more or less saw the Igbos. I mean, I think that's kind of factual as his competitors, but later, later on in his life, in his last campaign, he got to understand the alliance, which is something I was going to point to the candidate. I'd rather talk more of the candidate that won the alliance, which in his last election, he picked up uh, Umadi. As his, an Igbo person, as his vice president, he, he, he got to understand that. So it was the same thing. It was the, the way you'd look at Tinubu, the disparagingly, um, at, the attitude he had in states, State not against the governor, against the political establishment, mm-hmm. against Igbo people. Mm-hmm. The way he said these things, you know, but you saw the guy that won, he came out the next day. Spoke very decent Igbo, and you know, you were saying it, that Igbos have this thing when they see somebody speaking Igbo and all that, but <laughs> you know, they start spreading the videos and all that. But in reality, you do have a man whose mother is Igbo, from all accounts that I know of David, the whole most of that family they tend to actually gravitate towards that direction. But the ma- a man who's uh, this is Igbo, who actually spent time growing up in Inugo, and then in his message, he's actually thanking Igbo people. For supporting him, and you have to remember whether you like it or not, or you jump up and down about it, Igbos are consistently in every state in the federation are the largest, second largest voting block. Um, in some states, you might say, "Oh, there are more ethnic groups." Like if you go to a JOS or a Plato, you could say there are, there are, there are a lot of ethnic groups. But even in states, in a lot of states, Eboes tend to. Um, outnumber even other large indigenous ethnic groups more times to be the second largest. But even if you disagree, at least you do. nobody would disagree that Igbos are the second largest non-indigenous, they're the largest non-indigenous group in every state, local government, place. So you can't walk into, in a real election, even with all the irregularities, actual ones that happen in Nigeria, the rigging and everything, the accounting votes, you are going to need Ibo votes. And these are even the ones that would tell you that they are Ebo's. They are the ones that would be like they are not Igbos, which who are ethnically Igbos from uh, you know, every study that has been done. Um, you know, so you, you need those votes. You could see that contrast with the candidacy of Tinubu and his people. And going into it with Tinubu and it's not to now get into ageism or anything. I don't I don't believe you could have a 40-year-old who loses capacities. That's right. <laughs> you, 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 you see a man who is having a certain level of um, physical decline. Um, it's not to make fun of him or yeah. anything. He doesn't, even in the Nigeria that anything goes, you've had multiple people now who have had are not are incapable or physically growing. I mean, we're going through that in America right now, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, Tinubu is not the guy he clearly, Was, whatever it yeah, is, yeah. you know, I, I wish, I don't wish, you know, physical bad or illness or whatever term on anybody, but this is a man that clearly should um, tend more to himself at this point in time.
0: Which yeah. is, you know, it's uh, it's a point, which it's a, good, a good, good place to segue to that to the issue of his health, and then um, uh, then we'll come back to uh, today the, to the ticket that he has orchestrated a Muslim-Muslim ticket, and you know the um, consequences of that. But to stay with Tinubu's um, health, I don't want to apologize about my take on this, right? Um, as humans, we are more or less uh, feeble today, vital the next day, until we get to a critical point in our lives where our health, our health will tip in one direction, which is toward greater debilitation until death. Okay, so. The reason I don't want to apologize is that Nigerians have suffered too much, so I don't want to start saying I don't wish him uh, ill or something. It is a particular kind of malice when somebody who is clearly in bad health, in poor health, as Tinubu is, wants to run a country as complex as, desiring as desiring of of. Good, attentive, a lot leadership as Nigeria is. Nigeria Nigerians have suffered too much. Okay, we've gone through uh, a Yaradua, who spent much of his presidency basically looking after his health. Okay, when you have a country that is challenging, you should step aside if you are not physically fit. Okay, so Yaradua occupied space as present in Nigeria. And he allowed the precipitous decline of the affairs of the country because he simply wasn't up to it. When when you don't have your health together, you know, when you and I fall sick, and we do, yeah. we, we can't... I like to cook a lot. Okay? My... Children, my wife, they love my cooking. So, but if I'm when I'm sick, I'm too sick to cook for anybody. Okay, I'm even too sick sometimes to to drink water. If if I'm offered water, right? So, if I'm sick and my family is expecting me to feed them, and I say no, nobody else should cook. I'm um, the cook in this house, which anybody who knows me, I mean, you know me and you know Very me, true. I mean, you cook a lot as well. Yeah, I do. And by the way, Nigerians think that men should not cook. <laughs> Meet two men <laughs> who I cook- love to cook. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. If, in fact, <laughs> part of what I do is that when I visit friends and relatives around the world, I say to, if they would let me, I say to the uh, host or hostess, I say, please leave your kitchen. I want to cook. <laughs> Because true. <laughs> cooking for me is is such a beautiful thing. So yeah, I agree. that's something that Nigerian men, you know, it's, it's a scandal that Nigerian men think that is the office of women to cook. I love cooking in my house. I'm the main cook. Okay, so get used to it. <laughs> okay, but let's say that I'm sick, and one of my children wants to go and cook or my wife wants to go and cook and say, oh, no, 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 you can't go to the kitchen. I'm, I'm the cook. I won't be useful to them because they will starve because I'm lying there sick. So now imagine a complex, a mo- much more complex organism like the nation. When your health is poor, but out of a sudden sense of vanity or, or arrogance, you say, I must be the person running this space. It's malice. It's wickedness on your part. And I'm saying Nigerians have suffered enough. Nigerians don't have power. They don't have good roads. They don't have healthcare. They don't have good schools. Our universities are still on strike. Okay. We have nothing. And we need the kind of leadership that will think of how to Create these facilities for Nigerians. If you are sick, you are going to be spending too, an inordinate amount of your time, usually in hospitals abroad, and that's another tragedy. Yaradua was sick as the governor of Katsina. He was sick. Did he? Imp- did he then say, "Let me invest in healthcare in Katsina"? No, he was using the resources of Katsina to take himself abroad for treatment. When he became president, did he say, let me create uh, a first-class healthcare system in Nigeria? No, just for himself. He will fly abroad to go get healthcare treatment. Go to Germany specifically. Go to Germany and then to Saudi Arabia and so on. Mm -hmm.
1: Then Buhari came in,
0: the same thing. Prior,
1: prior to that, we had a batcher where we had a batcher. I think it was the entire last year of his president. His president. I think he was only seen two, three times. Precisely. So. You
0: know, so so Nigeria has been wrecked by sick men, men who are sick in body and in their minds as well. In Tinubu's case, as in uh, Buhari's case, I mean, you see Buhari. Sometimes you ask him a question and he will start answering a totally different thing. That's mental incapacity, guys. Okay? Tinubu has missed several steps. Tinubu cannot go down a Did you
1: see the one where they were asking him about the party and he's like, um, all people's Congress party? All people, yeah. <laughs> you, <Exactly>. know. <laughs> you know? So,
0: so, yeah, you know, so, I mean, no, he, we, he, we have
1: leaders. He ended up saying... Sorry, alliance all right. for democracy. All right. yeah. Instead of saying yeah. all people, he didn't even, yeah. yes. he didn't even know which party, you know. You know. So, so,
0: you know so, so the point is, so th- here is a point. Tinubu, uh, were it not for vanity or arrogance, should not have sought to run for the presidency. Tinubu is a man who is in the, uh, in great decline in terms of health, And that decline is both physical and is mental. When you watch the guy speaks, it's painful. He cannot articulate a sentence without seeming lost. The man looks lost when he speaks. Yeah, he does. Okay? Um, And so, you know, so what I say to him really is, to the extent that you insist on running our affairs, I hold it against you. It's wickedness on your part. Because, you know, Nigeria needs an attuned, alert, attentive, energetic leader. It's not you. Mm. So if you are going to manage, if you are going to insist that you manage our affairs, it will be like me being sick for a week and telling my family nobody else should go to the kitchen. I alone go to the kitchen. That means I'm saying to my family, you're going to starve for a week. Okay. And so that's wickedness on his part. So all I have to say to Tinibu really is Nigerians have seen through this. There is the huge viral video where it was alleged that he peed on himself. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, it's not a crime. It's not a moral failing to be incontinent. The moral failing is to be incontinent, to be of... Ill health, and then demand that it's your turn to run the affairs of a people who have suffered for decades, who need their, who need to be to be brought out from this place of of deprivation and of tragic tragic suffering.
1: Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's a country that has been reduced to literally the bare, the the barest um, animalistic tendencies and, and and all those things. Um, I, I mean, it's just a guy that shouldn't be there. Um, and it, I mean, it's, this week we're talking about him, and subsequently we'll talk. We've, we'll keep uh, talking about each and every one of them, but in this case, it's like. Of the three of them, because they are now the three candidates, mm-hmm. um, he's he's by far probably the worst, um, you know, yeah. yeah. give or take. And then you look at the events that happened uh, this week. Um, you look at all the things that happened. You look at you look at a guy who you know even in his illness, just like I mean to the last point you made, even in his illness. You look at his convoy, uh, videos of, of his convoy passing and, and holding people in traffic for three hours. Yes. Um, you know... It, Again, it's,
0: arrogance. arrogance.
1: Uh, it's a guy who, and even amongst the Eurobars, that more often than not, the Eurobars would like to vote their own people generally, but even they are not interested in having him um, overall. Um, and, you know, segue into the, the arrogance parts. you'd see even in his choice of... Um, vice presidential candidate, which is the next thing we're, we're, we're going to talk about. Even in his choice of, of vice presidential candidate, mm-hmm. you have him going to pick a Kanuri uh, Muslim. Uh, you know, it, it's in a country that, this is not even 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this not, is gentr- not yeah, it's not Abiola's time. This is not Abiola's time. This way, is
0: uh, How are we doing for time?
1: Oh, yeah, no, I stopped it and I started it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, about nine minutes before okay. I have to stop it okay. again. Mm-hmm. So, this is not 93. This is not Abiola's time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you go back to 79, one of the biggest um, um, issues back in 79, back in 66, 66 um, when the assas- after, the assas- after the murder by. See why Danjuma and cool? Well, um, he didn't pull the, but he literally pulled the trigger. Just put it that way. From all accounts, he arrested his um the, When the North had uh, did the counter coup, what's called the counter coup, I called it the mutiny. When they did the counter coup, and um, they were going to um, separate Araba, they were going to separate. Moritala held the airport. They took out all their people back to the North. Uh, they had days of conversations in Dodan barracks and the British and the Americans and the distance implored upon them and all that. A key part in picking go on was not just that he was a northerner. Even though he wasn't a the northerner, they were um, willing to do business with the Corn North or whatever term people tend to use, uh, whether it's a caliphate or the poor Corn North. A key part of that was that he was a Christian. He needed a balancing act. Even in the bloodthirstiness of 1966, mm-hmm. these 30-something-year-old and even some of them 20-something-year-old cl- clowns, in my opinion, um, understood that that reality. Whether it was through the, because the British and um, they, the British made clear the Western position: you break out, we're going to crush you. We're not going to, you know, all that stuff. But I was them also telling them like, you know, you have to do this and. They ended up having to pick on. And his unofficial number two was obviously Maritala, uh, unofficially was Maritala. But on was, you know, they they understood that dynamic. You're sitting on the keg of gunpowder, mm-hmm. the way people see things. You're looking at, you go into the north and the religious leaders you know, the father of Sheikh Gumi, all those guys that were beginning to gain popularity. And so that led up to the Matisena riots and all those kind of things. You keep looking at those things historically, and people had, they, they looked for a balance. Um, because that is one keg of gunpowder. People talk of MKO and all that. At MKO built mosques. M.K.O. and Latifa Adebite were the ones that even put Nigeria literally in um, OIC, Mm -hmm. Organization of Islamic Countries, that tore uh, the veil on the Bubangida administration and showed just what they were, you know, what they were doing, that they were all uh, southerners and all that. And at the end of the day, whether people like it or not, that was something that let the forces in the military to eventually truncate what should have been an MKO presidency was one of the one of the many things. Even though MKO MKO won, yes, he did, but having him distant, but in this era, having a Muslim Muslim ticket is oh man, it's a keg of gunpowder out there.
0: Yeah, it, um, and especially because uh, President Muhammad Buhari has been particularly nepotistic. Um, has had a very miniaturized vision of Nigeria. It's like in Buhari's uh, vision, Nigeria is uh, it's, it's 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 a tiny thing, and uh, he would almost con- he would consistently when positions came uh, became available. Buhari inevitably chose a northerner, you know, um, when he had to appoint memberships of boards and so on. Um, he inevitably, there were, uh, you know, his lists were dominated by northerners and so on, and northern Muslims, not. Uh, so much paying attention to the minority ethnic groups, uh, which and those, are quite a those few ones few.
1: aligned. Yes, from a religious perspective, aligned with um, certain um, clerics, mm-hmm. yes. certain religious precisely, clerics.
0: Precisely. Um, so, so you know, and then with with Boko Haram and the uh, the kind kind of menace they've constituted in the country, with. Um, the Hertzman crisis, uh, where whole communities have been sacked by Hertzmen uh, heavily armed and uh, almost with the tacit support of the political authority in the country, uh, Nigeria is in a particularly fragile place, you know, with the movement. Uh, IPOB, Indigenous Peoples of Biafra, uh, their call for uh, separation from Nigeria, with the uh, movement or Duduwa movement in Yoruba land, Mm -hmm. uh, asking for separation. You know, so the country is so riven.
1: Even in the middle belt, you so have so
0: riven, so divided. Those those ethnic yeah. groups,
1: they're all calling for. Yeah. Whether it's the Jukums and distance yes. in, in Taraba, or the Thieves, in Benue, or I mean, we yes. saw Governor Orotum, If I believe I pronounced his name well, yes, yes. Orotum, you know, you, you see all these pockets. Uh, whether it's um, um, the 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 Langtans people yeah. in, in Plateau, you, know. you have all these people are, are sitting down every day in Kaduna, Southern Kaduna mm. feels completely submerged, not just in Buhari, but in, in El Rufaisen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Niger, yeah. the, the little groups there, the Nupes, uh, even uh the group, the Gwaris, a lot of them are feeling very uncomfortable.
0: Very marginalized, and so on. So the country is in a particularly tense, you know, so you can say that the present is tense. There is present tension in the country. All right, uh, a tension that has never existed to the same degree at any point in Nigeria's history. So, for you to be uh, come from the APC, which has presided over this moment of of um, of morbid symptoms, what Gramsci will call, you know, mubid symptoms in the nation, and then to go ahead and is uh, that Antonio Gramsci. Uh, uh yeah, Antonio Gramsci. Uh, one of my favorites. Yes, yes. I've heard of, yeah. You know, so 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 for, for for you to choose a governor who is not distinguished in any way. I mean, it was laughable for me to watch uh Governor Shatima um declare himself and Tinubu as a dream team. You know, that's one of the things that Nigerian politicians are good at. They abuse words you know um, but that's that's a totally different thing. let's <laughs> let's not go there so dream team well nightmare it's like it's like precisely it's like if this is a dream team then give me a nightmare <laughs> that's exactly what i thought i said if, if 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 tinubu and shatima represent dream team in nigeria then please um, i want uh, the nightmare, <laughs> but but also you see that Tinubu and Shatima knew, they knew how could they not that what they were doing in a Muslim-Muslim ticket at this point in Nigeria's history was wrong, and so what did they do? They staged a very absurd theater. Mm. Yeah. So 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 you 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 know it it was clear. That Tinubu and uh, and his campaign uh, realized that a Muslim Muslim ticket is a tough, indeed impossible, and if not diabolical sale in today's Nigeria.
1: I liken it to a, a person who realizes like they have a drug problem, yeah, or an alcohol problem, yeah, and your solution to it is to take them to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> or just and just say, you just know,
0: just how about it? Hang, yeah. hang out here, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, hang out. This is a country yeah. where... Maybe you see enough yeah. alcohol that you'll be revolted or something. This is a country where
1: the slightest yeah. thing that happens, yeah. you see people murdering each other yeah. based on religious really I mean, grounds.
0: I moment after
1: a young woman
0: was killed in the most gruesome, heinous way in, in Sokoto, okay, just for telling her classmates to remove references to their religion mm-hmm. from a, a list serve. okay, she was killed in this Nigeria. You are bringing in, and
1: you know, I mean... I mean, I, I saw a list, okay, so i that people now put forth the list, which we could get into the nitty gritty of it, but the main factors, governorship, so Christian, Muslim, Christian, yes. Christian, yes. and it's like, look... Essentially what you're even trying to your the arguments which a lot of people are that are okay with it, which is fine. If you were saying Muslim Muslim, it'll have been like two highly competent uh Muslims that don't have that have a history of not being but of being fair and not being tribal, it'll be cool. But you have a history of a, a godfather, a a a part of the final match of the main match that leads I started Boko Haram. A lot of people don't understand who Shettima mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that was in the bank, uh, banker to all these guys and hanging around. I'm not even talking of his private affairs, public affairs. I, do you hear all kinds of private things, which I can't really verify. But what we do know is that he was part of the Ali modi Sharif train. That's absolutely. That nice. leads Boko Haram. That's factual. That's mm-hmm. not even uh, this thing. Yeah. You have, and you have another guy who is, I mean... He's everything we've said and a lot more. I mean, if you wanted to, you wanted to sit down and talk about factual things about Tinubu, in the the man is a gift that keeps on giving. But people, his fans are his fans. You know, he has his good sides. He he takes care of his people. He gives you his word. He sticks to his word, um, not for the benefit of society, no, or for the benefit of enriching certain people that yeah. he has classified as a go. Yeah, you know, yeah. these this this uh. It's just and then people brought out that list and they're showing it and it's like governor this governor and it's like okay cool, I could point out like basic things that happen like in the Nasarawa that, um used to be Christian and then, uh, Christian Christian used to it should have been like a Christian Christian but it's turned to like a Christian a Muslim Christian when the numbers don't support that and the elections don't show that they're fair enough, you could go to other states, uh Kaduna that. Should really be Christian or most, but now it's like a Muslim Muslim, and they are like, "Well, the Christians that don't even exist, as far as they're concerned." Adamawa has the same problem where Atiku ended up having a problem by handing over to a Christian when he became vice president. As Boni Haruna mm-hmm. um, became problematic in the states, you know, where you have these kind of things. But even upon all these instances that you can put and peel and and show. Yeah, like well, it's even or it's oh you have more Christian governors and this thing, and I'm like this is pro- this is almost certainly in spite of mm. a lot of things, yeah, and you know, but it's neither here nor there, but it's just in this era, yeah, with the kind of leadership from the top, and and That's
0: to compound, no yeah, to compound, uh,
1: they um, the
0: the this really atrocious decision uh, that Tinubu has made. He, his companion arranges uh, for a troop of clowns to be decked out in clerical um, outfit garments, and to pose as bishops and priests and pastors, to lend uh, a veneer of legitimacy to something that was otherwise politically
1: shocking yeah. to a lot of Nigerians. I think what happened to the background to that first was that the Christian organization of Nigeria, which yes. is mostly largely the umbrella body of most of the large, well, if not mm-hmm. all of the Christian, but the majority of them said, no, this is not, you can't, we're not going to, we're not, they, 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 to, they are, to paraphrase their statements, is like, we're not political, but this, is like looking. Is like carrying matches a gunfire. for. This is not what we're going to stand for. Mm-hmm. So they were not going to be part of it. Typically, they would come there and give the blessings or whatever. It is what it is. They they are not political. But this time, they are like no. no. They're going to have nothing to do with that. So they start releasing pictures. Shatima's Camp starts releasing pictures of I think it was seven, eight, nine, ten years when he was governor. Where you had um, um, a Christian delegation come to Boronu mm-hmm. um, for I've forgotten what they said it was for for some function, and you know they they now said according to the Archbishop, which I think is the Catholic Archbishop of Cardinals, I think Kangama, also, I can't remember. I, I watched his distance, I should get the exact name. According to the distant, what they told them was: look, when they got there and they had, they were performing their distance, it'd be good to pay courtesy visit on the governor because of the um, problems. That they are facing with Boko Haram, even though the guy in the office was part of the creation that was neither here nor there in that conversation. Or probably they didn't even know. And that uh, they went there to pay a and pray for the state. And after that, they took a picture. Shetima camp now starts releasing it. Like the pictures, these yeah. guys uh, have endorsed us. It, yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. really? You know, and then uh, they get to the distant and no um respectable in a country of charlatan, by the way. Uh, bishops and relig- Christian religious figures no mm-hmm. even low-grade Christian religious figure wanted to go there mm-hmm. and that was what exactly happened next what you are trying to describe yes. It, you know?
0: yes so you know so they found uh actors uh very clownish actors you know to pose as as uh, Christian uh, religious leaders um and of course you know that Part of the fallout is that, is that some of those actors complained that they were not paid uh, what they were promised, that um, they were not paid up to what they were promised, um, that some APC operatives uh, took uh, a cut <laughs> of the money that they were supposed to, to get paid. But this is all, first of all, it's politically, um, it, 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 it just looks politically terrible for Tinubu but it's also on a more substantive level an insult to Christians if you knew that the d- decision you were making in adopting a Muslim Muslim ticket was an unpopular one an honest political leader would come out and confront that issue and Give an address and say, I know that this would seem uh, inappropriate to some people, but this is how I justify it. Okay? So he should have been open about it. Rather than adopting this dodge of finding some actors, you know, and you think that this is going to somehow fly. So if you expected that you could tell Nigerians this lie and they will buy it, that somehow some Christian leaders came and uh, approved of this ticket. Then, if you are lying on this matter, on what matter is Tinubu going to tell Nigerians the truth? Is it on issues of policy? On issues of his personnel decisions as president? On issues of his actions, and by the way, so this fits a pattern. Okay, so Tinubu, we don't know. As far as Nigerians are concerned, objectively, the man we call Tinubu is a fiction. We're not sure that his name is Tinubu, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, (laughs) right? So we don't know his name. We don't know where he went to elementary school. We don't know where he went to secondary school. For that matter, we don't know the year he was born. We don't know who his parents were, we don't know so much about him. And so you compound it with showing Nigerians now that you believe in make-believe. So, again, for me, I respect a leader who haven't taken uh, a controversial decision says I'm going to confront it. I'm going to go before voters and Nigerians and I'm going to address them to explain why I made the decision that I did. If you are constructing uh, a grand deception, okay, then it means that you understood all along that you shouldn't have made the decision you made, okay? that a different decision was wiser, was more prudent, was more called for. Um, And so I think that when we consider the outcome of the Oshun State elections, when we consider the fact, by the way, which we haven't got to, Because I think that ultimately, that even though Tinubu had a decisive victory in the APC primaries, decisive because he bought it, he purchased it. Despite that, I think that another thing that Tinubu is going to find out is that when it comes to the election, the APC governors that he's counting on in the (laughs) north are going to throw their support behind Atiku Abubakar of the PDP. Sort of the same thing that PDP governors did to Jonathan in 2015 when Jonathan felt that his party controlled most of the governorships and so he was going to go in there um, sort of the autumn favorite. And a lot of those governors were working uh, in a you know a kind of subterfuge. Um, were working quietly for yeah. Buhari. Yeah,
1: I mean, just like you said, man. Um, I mean, <laughs> just to <laughs> round up on those uh, religious really figures, man. Um, it wasn't just um, was the impunity of the, but just looking at when I saw the picture of the inauguration and I saw those guys I'm like well maybe it's just me because I always like to have a level of self-awareness like yeah. I, I mean I live in America like okay cool um, these guys look really um, they look really interested to me <laughs> <Just because Yeah. laughs> but I was like alright let me you know maybe it's just me yeah, you know I the, the way they were walking you know some of them were
0: covering their faces like, so that, uh, the way they were uh,
1: dressed uh, the, the, yeah. the dresses were not yeah. even Fitting. ironed or yeah. fitted they looked <laughs> I was just like like yeah. you know, I like to have that self awareness. I like, get, yeah, I live in America, I get, yeah, yada, yada, you know, um, it, first world problems, yeah. irony. Your clothes, yes, like, okay, yes, you yes. know, I went back, I took a look at mm. um, bishops of this thing, the the guys that are running now, whether mm. it's Pedro, Ma- no, Pedro mm. Martins, is leading now, um, he's departed us now, you know, so whether it's um, um, I think a Dewali Martins, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, or whichever, I don't you know all these guys of their recent pictures, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. The standards are still the same as I remember them. Yes. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's still just me. Let yes. me just let it go. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, the next day, people come out and start identifying the mechanic here. They, they said they were supposed to be paid 100,000 naira, which turns out to about $130. And the Togs the give them 40000 which is somewhere around maybe $80 or something like that. You know, uh, all kinds of stories come out. People start identifying these guys yeah. and... and <laughs> You know, it's like there was a, some of them would. So for those who are Catholics, you would know that the, um, the priests were having mass, a, when they say mass or church service or whatever term that is more, um, that translates into what you think of what people do on Sundays. They have, the it's called a, a chastable vest, which they typically wear when they're celebrating uh, or performing some certain um, rites. You know, in some cases, it might be just, um, uh, you know, but, yeah, but it's typically done in in a celebration, this thing. You don't, you have different outfit. Uh, for a situation like that, you won't see a priest walking around just on the streets. That's with <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. just, yeah. you just wouldn't yeah. see yeah. that. Yeah. You know, any priest that, if you're an actual priest, that means, you know, and you did, you do that, that means your faculties might not be where they need to yeah. be at the, yeah. at the point yeah. at the time. But no yeah. priest does that. Mm-mm. So when I saw some of those priests, those Guys wearing that, and I even saw a lady wearing that. <laughs> I'm like, you know, maybe, so you know, to 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 get to, and it's, it's something that when people had asked me before the primaries, they asked me, I said, look, to get to where where things are with Tinubu, when people are asked me before the primary, I said, look, what's going to happen is this: if the North has decided on Atiku, then Tinubu will be the candidate. Yeah. I said that before I mean, that If the North has decided that Atiku will be the person for them to support, mm-hmm. then Tinubu will be the candidate. There'll be there will the, be little more no resistance the, the, the
0: man that that um, they want Atiku to, to defeat
1: it seems like those around him who really want him to lose even more have once first and especially haven't I didn't I even get into the ethnic um divisions between uh kanuris and um what has become the uh, fulani the Ar- the caliphate mm-hmm. they don't even see eye to eye mm-hmm. and for those who don't even understand the the dynamics of what happened in in the 93 elections, you had Abiola uh, and Bagana Kingibi, who was actually a Kanuri, but from can, from Kano. Mm-hmm. So he was more like a Fulanized Kanuri. And then you had, um, um what do they call it? To, uh, Bashir Tofa, Yeah, Bashir On Tophar. the other side, who was, you know, mm-hmm. also another Kano-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, if you had seen their steps, you would know how much they wanted to align to north-central and northeast uh, Fulani, whether it's the Zungeru Caliphate people, whichever side, but down to so-called they approved this then. A typical Canary person has a problem with the Caliphate. It, there are all kinds of things mm. which yeah. we could always go. But th- then you, you also have people who have now pushed him to make sure that any chance he has of gets in those he's going to lose yeah he's, not going, to get, he's going to lose yeah. the southeast mm-hmm. he's already annoying his own yoruba people yeah. yeah um even the canary people is a question mark if um the northeast which is like boronu um um Adam- Adalawa, mm-hmm. Yube, taraba, taraba. all these places I, I could pretty much tell you taraba and Yube is probably no because taraba yeah. is largely christian yeah uh even has a christian governor i think even a christian deputy governor yeah I could t- I could pretty much tell you that that's probably not going to work yeah. out for for yeah. him in that direction. So mm-hmm. it's almost like somebody I don't even think he's trying to lose. I think he has the arrogance of thinking he's going to win. to win. But I think um people have put out a real route for him to yeah. lose with, with well, undoubtedly.
0: I mean part of it is I I think that what you just said is true that there is uh clearly without him knowing it even within his party that there are people who are already telegraphing his loss. But I think that much of Tinubu's um, travail is self-inflicted, you know. That this is a man who has lost it, you know, mentally, you know, and, uh, and physically, obviously. Um, we don't see him climbing any steps or descending one without somebody helping him. Um, when he was reading, speaking at the APC convention, we saw his hands shaking visibly. Uh, this is a man who, uh, perhaps, you know, pees on himself.
1: You know, so he has no reason, really, you know, to 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 want to be the president. You know of what? Of the question the I was country. going to ask, um, which I could answer it first, but what you think is the most decent thing he should do right now?
0: It goes without saying that Tinubu should not be in the race. Okay? Tinubu should not be in the race. Having, uh, um, having fought for and spent all this money, squandered all <laughs> this money in securing a ticket to fertility, uh, I'm not sure that Tinubu is going to be. Um, uh, that Tinubu is going to hearken to any voice of reason to leave the race. But ultimately, um, Tinubu at any point could say, Hey, you know, I'm going to London for a medical checkup or whatever. And he comes back and says, You know, uh, my doctor has suggested that I take it easy and I want to give Nigerians the best if I became leader. And since I can't, Because of my health issues, I'm going to step down uh, from running. At this late stage, that would mean that the APC will not have a presidential candidate, uh, or perhaps they, uh, I don't know if Shatima becomes the default presidential candidate. Um, But then, uh, this is, you know, this past week, Uh, Beginning with the elections, uh, the Tinubu's choice of candidate, the election in uh, Oshun State, Tinubu's choice of uh, VP candidate, Um, the fact that Tinubu has been dodgy about really even speaking to the media, but he cannot sustain it. We have so many months before the elections. Can he, in the current atmosphere of Nigeria, refuse to show up in a debate? And if he shows up in a debate or in debates with the other candidates, uh, his health is going to basically sabotage him because he's going to spend uh, a big chunk of the time, uh, instead of answering questions, just um, trying to put together a coherent statement, a a sentence, you know, so uh, so Tinubu has actually betrayed himself, you know. I mean, it's in a lot of ways what some people are saying about Biden today, that yes, Biden was seen as the most formidable candidate against Trump, but that those who love him, you know, should have recognized that this man is in cognitive decline and perhaps spared him, you know, because when you have a president reading from a teleprompter, and then they say stop, repeat
1: the sentence and he <laughs> reads a thing, stop, repeat the sentence. <laughs> I mean, know. I mean, it's not ju- I mean, the the matchup still shows that Biden will Biden is the only Democrat that without a doubt would be Trump. Um but will lose to almost any other Republican candidate. Um them have to figure out who they would want to pick if they didn't pick Biden. But it's that game of chess, like if Trump did it. But you know, it it the analogy goes to your point. To me though, I would say for Tinubu, you're probably about 80-something years old, to be honest. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's call it Spinnin' spin. Oh my gosh, uh, you know, oh my gosh. 80-something. I, so, 80 80 I think he's about like 85, 86, <laughs> so, somewhere around that. Let's call he, it Spinnin'. He spin. definitely looks it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, he looks pretty It's old. not like Vince McMahon that resigned you that day. Right. I didn't even know Vince McMahon is 77 now. I, mean, I want to look like him when I'm 77, yeah. for crying out loud. Yes. But you, 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 you do look it. Yeah. Um, you have a history of, I mean, by the way, two of his kids, two of his daughters live here in New York in apartments that cost about $2.5 million each um, paid in cash mm. from 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 the records. But that's neither here. That's, nah, man, that's another story for another day, by the way. Yes. But, you know, you've always wanted to put on this cap, this hour cap. You know, you're not even our light, and this Jack on day was kind of our very our, light. Our, yeah, you know, but he's, you're not, you're not, our, you're not, you're not even yeah. in the conversation. You're not, he's not in the conversation. You can not get at that all. tiny glasses he and is. and try to, but you're not, you're not in the conversation. But I think there's a there's an opportunity for him to do the one thing I will realize at the end of his life, at the end of his political campaign, step down and look around. The person you should go to should be Peter L.B. And throw your machinery around him. Hmm. And do that thing that I will finally realize at the end of his life. No matter how you feel, whether the yorubas or this, or whatever you feel about the superiority of yorubas which some of it is just personal pest with us, but that's neither here nor there. For the progress of, short of his pro- possible civil war, actual, another real civil outright war in Nigeria, the progress of the Yorubas, if you align those two stars, Eurobars with the Igbos, every other minority ethnic group in the South will almost 190% fall in line. And I can go through it on how those who say they're not mm-hmm. Igbos or mm-hmm. uh, why the weak were actually Igbos and how the Igbos control not just the Ahoda going down into Bios, all those things. You align those stars and you now start using those uh, or oh, you know, healing those they are not Ebos or those who are the 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 people who are aligned politically with the robbers, even people like United Middle Belt Congress, the TVs who are complaining the Southern Cardinals and form a intelligence alliance that wants to sit down and do good, actually wants to do good, do start giving Nigeria a roadmap mm-hmm. that might be one stroke of a pen that wow. might that might not just erase the, the nonsensical thing that he did by supporting Buhari or making sure Buhari won. Because at the end of the day they were the last the, the Southwest was the last key to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter whether the um um APC governors were supporting Buhari or not, the domino that eventually put Buhari in office mm-hmm. was the South was the, were the votes from the Southwest, right? Mm-hmm. You could sit down and take a step back, do that. And you would still be in historical context when we look at when we should look at you, mm-hmm. we'll look at you for all those bad things you've done. Mm-hmm. But at least at the end of it the day. It
0: will be punctuated by the good deed. The, the man enemy.
1: realized and a, a southern unity where you start healing the roofs between igbos and Yoruba for a more a, a, a south of purpose. You don't have to go there and hug people and lovey-dovey and all that. But a south that says, hey, we want the people in the south to not just be successful overseas, which a lot of us that get moved to different countries are, but to be able to be successful within the country and within the region themselves. But, you know, just like you said, <laughs> don't hold your breath, man. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> don't- I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by, by your prescription. Really, really intrigued. Um, uh, I, you know, I there is no confidence at all here that Tinubu has um, the how would I say the grace, the wisdom, the um, the just. Uh, I, I don't think he has the grace and wisdom to even contemplate much less do this. Um, I'd like to say that much as I think that the uh, Yoruba-Ibo mutual suspicion, you know, um, mutual uh, resentment, recrimination has been inimical, to Nigeria's progress because it's ultimately about Nigeria. But my vision always uh, encompasses every part of the country. You know, As you know, I, I see myself as the quintessential Nigerian. I was born in Yola, which is Atiku's uh, home state. I'm married to a Yoruba woman. I'm Igbo. I went to school in Lagos, partly. Um, I've worked in Lagos. I've worked in the Southeast, I've traveled through all the parts of Nigeria and I have friends from all, every part of Nigeria. And sometimes they, the divisions that we, uh, that we play up in Nigeria just harm the country ultimately. Um, There are people in every part of the country uh, who want uh, Nigeria to succeed. You know, um, I haven't told this story often, but the late Lamido of Adamawa saved my father and the other postal workers from certain death when a mob arrived at the post office just before the um, the declaration of Biafra and the beginning of the Biafra, the Nigerian Civil War. And uh, I had the good fortune of going to visit that Lamido a year and a half before he died. And uh, he remembered my father because he said that my parents were the only family to write him a letter thanking him of all the people he saved. I mean, he was was in a vehicle, in a convoy passing, and he saw this mob uh, at the post office. Uh, My father, who was a postmaster, and his fellow postal workers had barricaded themselves. So, he was trying to uh, the mob was trying to break down the, the the entrance and to get them and and to kill them and so he said to the mob what's going on they said oh there are some yamiris you know which was the pejorative yeah yeah, yeah pejorative for like the N-word. people yeah um <laughs> that they want to get so he sent the mob away and took my father and the other workers to his palace for treatment. So so the Lamido, you know, uh, took my, my father and the other postal workers to, to his palace and gave them sanctuary for three weeks until things calmed down. And he personally escorted them to the banks of uh, the Benue River and uh, put them on the last ship that left Yola for the southeast. Um my mother had not had lost contact with my father for weeks. She presumed him dead. So when he arrived one day in my hometown, uh, Sir,
1: they put him in the last train, in the last
0: uh, vessel ship. Oh, vessel. Okay. The, yeah. Okay. All right. You know, so on the banks of the uh, Benue River. And so, so years later, in 2008, actually, I had the opportunity of going to Yola, the first time. I went back there since we ran uh, in 1966. Um, And I met this man who was then 89, but very active. He was a farmer, went to his farm every day. And so he and I uh, met and I interviewed him. And I said to him, "Uh, you're a Muslim, and yet you went out on a limb to save my father and the others who were Christians. I said, why? And this man said to me, it's, it was my duty as a Muslim to ensure that innocent blood was not spilled. So when some people today kill in the name of Islam and commit other atrocities, or some Christians kill in the name, in the name of Christ, it's important to rec- for us to recognize that we can't Reduce any religion to the actions of its worst elements. Okay, so this man saved my father, and I have been very fortunate uh, in my life to to meet friends from all over the all over the country. You know, um, I know that uh, the late. Uh, Inspector General of Police uh, Jimeta Gambo um, told me that they wanted to give me a title in Yola okay. after I wrote about my father and the lamida and so on and so forth. Of course, I'm allergic to titles, so I I passed. But um, I have met people from all over the country, and that's why I'm I'm quite you know. Uh, I I I've some people are exasperated that I don't give up on Nigeria. So it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a long way of saying that I'm interested in a in a south south coalition. But ultimately we also have to have a broader coalition of elements all over Nigeria in the north, northeast, north, East, north West, North Central, the Middle Belt, in the Southeast, Southwest. I don't call any place South-South because it's (laughs) that South-South thing. I could say Niger Delta, but South-South is such...
1: Such <laughs> like tautological <laughs> nonsense. You know, <laughs> you like don't
0: have north, north, east, east, west, west. You know, so south, south, is means nothing. It's only Nigerians who can. I think invent. P- a, a whoever south, came up with that yeah, name was just south, so south, scared yeah, yeah, by yeah, the you know. by
1: the civil war. And it just yeah, you know.
0: yeah. So you know, so we we should, and it is possible. Um, it is possible to achieve a country of patriots who are willing to work to create a space that we can all be proud of. But much as I'm confident of that, I also recognize that perhaps it's too late. And if it is too late, what I say to people is then we should go our separate ways and we should go harmoniously so that tomorrow,
1: as I say, if we see each other, we go greet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. but but just to say, right? The reason why I said that I would be probably the best is this: It's not is one of those things where, if you look at Nigeria, something that has led, in fact, to me the biggest thing that has led to the um, re, re the, the the reduction in in quality political directional conversation right from the formation of Nigeria and 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 the the, the the not even after the formation we're talking about the periods where um the British were time was running out time, time was running up on the British from the forties where they went to the constitutional conference mm-hmm. and those things where you talk about the rivalry between what became the rivalry. You know, the Yorubas would have a different conversation, others would have a different conversation between Zika and Awolo. And you keep going down was that and then what ends up happening when um Zeke ends up in um Eastern eastern a couple of years later from the fracas in 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 ibado in 52 51 52 when Zeke ends up in 57 um, um on sitting, um, I think it was, was his name I you know th- those things Reduce, had you, you go on and on and on, and even till today, down to the common man between the Yorubas and the Igbos. The level of um, conversation that we should be having, that we can't even see that largely Lagos is what it is because of that collaboration. But people would disagree and say, oh, but if you take your, if you just look at it from a neutral perspective, and you're like, when Igbos and Yorubas can talk, like the British and Americans go have gone about the world doing some good and a lot of terrible things, mostly terrible things, it's typically in unison. It's typically because these two can talk. And because we never sit down and want to see eye to eye, mm-hmm. the level of this thing has gone all the way to zero. And it's not that if that conversation happens, it's always going to it's going to be like, oh, Yoruba one, the Igbo guy too. No, not necessarily. It could be a Benway guy and a, a BBO guy. But the problem, the mm-hmm. thing is, mm-hmm. you're going to have a better representation of a better political representation, even in is even if the country is going to split up. Even if the country is going to split up, you are going to need these two people to sit down and have a respect, a a, a respectable looking at what looking at others. In a more respectable manner, not condescending manner. Yep. Which is something that doesn't happen. Sure. So the level of this thing is it just reduced animalistic yeah. uh conversations at best. You know, very and I'm not even talking of at the top, I'm talking of everyday human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. I grew up in Lagos, yeah. I look, I view myself as a Lagosian, but I'm from Enugu, my both my parents are evil to the core, uh family's evil, all that, wife, you know, but you sit down and you have these conversations. I'm telling you, man, it's. it's I, I again, I mean, I'm talking of like the, the regular people, yeah, regular Yoruba guys talking about how he wants to date Ibo women because he's capturing Ebola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's like, bro, really? Is this yeah. what your conversation has been reduced yeah. to? Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's that that's the way a lot of or vice yeah. versa with you know, that's the way a lot of these conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have been reduced to you just want to inflict some level of meh on mm-hmm. thought, as we say Nigeria, yeah, well, so.
0: i yeah i I understand that, and it's it's every ethnic group in Nigeria participate participates in that uh,
1: well not when the largest two two of yeah, the largest yeah, yeah, two of the largest, yeah, of the largest yeah, four yeah, 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 yeah
0: so so but what I'm saying is is that um ultimately. We have to cultivate because this is a failure of our uh, first leaders and our contemporary leaders to to really build a sense of the country, you know. So you see, Nigerians become Nigerians at uh, a few rare moments when there is a football match involving Nigeria. Every Nigerian wants. There is nobody who has an Igbo man about to score a goal against Angola (laughs) and says, oh, don't score because, you know, you're an Igbo man. You know, you want the Igbo man to score. Uh, An Igbo man watching a game, and announcer, uh, a a football player representing Nigeria, is about to score against uh, Portugal. We say, please, score the goal, right? Uh Uh-huh. Of course, sometimes if you miss the goal, they say, ah, look at this idiot. If it were an evil person who was there, you, you know, a bad person would was there, if it was this uh, Yekini, our man, who was there, I would have scored that then. But ultimately, we have to, those of us who are enlightened enough, have to uh, insist on the best part of ourselves. You know, so... As I said, I'm married to an American Yoruba woman, mm-hmm. right? Her mother is American. Her father uh, was Nigerian. And I have, I have bad stories on both sides about this. You know there, there was, uh, you know, there are some Yoruba people who start attacking me. You know, whenever I write a column, you know, when Abbasanjo was president, I'll write a critical column on obasanjo and they will say, oh, you know, I'm more Igbo, and so on and so forth. They will think that I'm writing, criticizing Obasanjo not because he was a bad leader, but because he was Yoruba and that I was Igbo. And then they found out, oh, I was married to a Yoruba woman. And then they become more sympathetic to my columns, right? Um, but I said, there is always an objective ground. Obasanjo was a terrible leader in Nigeria, Okay. And the happened to be somebody I was close to. He came to my traditional wedding. i visited Dr. Farm twice to visit him. Okay. But I have a principled position on things. If you are a friend of mine and you take public office and you are a disappointment, I register my disappointment publicly. Okay? And then, of course, some Yubo people found out oh, I'm married to a Yoruba woman. Oh. Okay. So when I criticize Jonathan, they will say, uh-huh. he's married to a Yoruba woman. And it's it's ultimately the, the shame is that a lot of our people who have gone to school, have certificates, are really not, in my view, educated. Or if they're educated, they are not enlightened. You know, because there is this inability to be objective you know in dispensing critical judgment okay so um, in 18 years of writing a column in several Nigerian newspapers I saw it all I saw it all so I will criticize an Igbo politician today and Yoruba and uh, uh, northern readers will call me and hail me for being a hero okay Meanwhile, Igbos will call me an idiot if you are attacking your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. The next week I'll criticize a Yoruba politician. The same, Igbo, the same Yoruba who praised me last week for taking on an Igbo guy who said, ah, you know, you are, are attacking a Yoruba person. You know, so we we have failed to to take principled positions on things. You know, so we should say, we should act from positions of moral values, right? So it's like Nigerians say they are opposed to corruption, except when somebody from their ethnic group or somebody from their religion is a corrupt person, then they come out and defend the person. Okay? So they don't take a position against corruption. It's a position against corruption by somebody who is not from my ethnicity or not from my religion or not from my Christian sect or something. And that has to stop. You know, So I'm going to end with yes. this, um, <laughs> you know, story of of I had a, not a friend but a fan, a neighbor guy, so he used to call me years ago. Then one day he called me and, you know, it was anyway. Let's let's just end. <laughs> let's, let's, is it is a titillating story which I'll tell this, some other time. This should this uh, should but, be but, its but, own podcast but, actually. But, yeah, but, it's one episode, but we, so. we've had a wonderful and lovely conversation, and there's some of it is that the Tinubu campaign seems to be falling apart um, for good reason because Tinubu has no vision for Nigeria. Uh, Nor does Artiku, by the way, but that's a conversation for a different day. 100%. And uh, if Tinubu is collapsing uh, as a candidate, um, we very much wish that Atiku 2 would collapse as a candidate <laughs> for the good of Nigeria, ultimately. But thank you very much for joining us. And uh, on behalf of my co-host, uh, Emeko Inyawa, uh, we wish you a lovely um, day and... Uh, and ask you to please join us for future episodes. Thank you. All right. Thank you.